0: I just want to share with you again. I have really enjoyed having these family ministry times. Um, you know, it's been I think four services now. We've been all together in here. I know that our nursery and and Sunday school teachers have appreciated having a break, but I also want you to know that we love hearing the children. So please don't stress if if you know Janine if Gentry starts. You know, acting up a little bit, whatever it is, just let her go. It's part of life. Um, We love to hear the children. If uh, you need to um, have some time alone with your child, we do have the nursery open this morning, and that's available. The sermon's being being broadcast over there, Janine? Sermon is being broadcast in our new nursery. So we started out 2016 with a theme. Does anybody know what it is? Yes. The theme is actually discipleship, which is behind us. We really parlayed that into vision saying, shine your light. And so, we're going to look at how did we do with our theme? What happened? What transpired? And so let's start with that verse. Matthew 5, verse uh, 15 and 16. It says, Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house and it continues on with this prolific statement in verse 16 <clears throat> in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven so how have we done that this year how many of you like measuring things how many of you look at your bank account every day right? How many of you are looking at your earnings in the stock market continually? How many of you have given up watching the 49ers? You cannot even measure that anymore. That mess. Hey, we lost to the Browns last week, so I got no room. I got no room. I love measuring things. We need to know, are we doing what what Christ has given us for purpose and intent as His church living out here? And so, some of those things, we're just about all the time. But every year, we, we say, well, let's take a certain focus. Let's go a certain road and focus down that path, and we prayerfully do so. Let's see if we really accomplished what we set out to do this year. As we prepare for that, we've got this idea of all things new. Now, I want you to get back to me over this next week and tell me if we should change the theme to All Things New. That's just the title of today's sermon. All Things New. But I wonder if we did a good enough job with discipleship that we're truly prepared to move on. Right? How many of you were in the military? Can I get a hooyah? Alright. Where's Where's Gary? There you go. <laughs> Happy New Year. Just like any good Marine. All right. He's in the latrine. Um, Gary's not coming out now until uh, 2018. Um, uh, Jay, I saw you raise your hand. You went to basic training, right? Yeah. Now, if you don't pass basic training, do you? Do they move you on? <laughs> there you go. So... Let's think about that in a sense of measuring. How have we really accomplished discipleship? The Lord has done many mighty things. I I give us five stars. Now, I didn't say how many we started with, but I give us five stars on this year. So let's look at it. So today, I want us to go to this uh, 2 Corinthians 5.16. From now on, therefore, we, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard Him thus no longer. Now the fascinating thing is, is that was supposed to have 17 as well. So that's what you get. Turn to Second Corinthians 5. That's what happens when you do your PowerPoint after 12 a.m. You think you're seeing what you're seeing, but you're not really. Because the key verse is actually 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old one is. I'm sorry, the old one has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Today, we have a congregation of people here. We have many people that we know, that we understand, we can relate to, we see, we're involved in their lives, but there are many that are here today that you don't know. And even if we do know them, do we know where their joys are? Do we know where their successes are? Do we know where their hurts are? Do we know what their needs are? For some of us, when we think about the new year, we want to get rid of the old, don't we? For some of us, 2016 was a year we could, we could have done without. 2017, we look forward this time every year and say we're looking forward to what's new. Well, we'll get there in just a few short minutes. Let's look at what was old, shall we? We had 150 adults. I just ran through our, our roster and it was sad at first because I had to let go of over, somewhere between 15 and 20 people moved on this year that either passed away or moved away. We lost 12 people, 13 people just to moving away this year. And so I started to, you know, need a paper bag to breathe into. (laughs) Like, Lord, what's going on? But here's the exciting thing, is that God replaced that with 25 people. And these are people, when we look at this, when I give you this, I say, who's here two Sundays out of the month? That's 150 adults that are here two Sundays out of the month. Still breathing. (laughs) Right? They call CBC their church. 97 of those people are under the age of 40. If you're under the age of 40, raise your hand in this room. I'm not an ageist. Are you guys over 40? Alright. Now that's adults under the age of 40. 97, that's a healthy demographic. What else? 60 people attended life groups this year. What else? 45 children in our Sunday morning program this past year. Fantastic. 30 of our people are now retired. That luncheon needs to move into this room. Folks, that may be the biggest um, ministry that grows this coming year. That is incredible. 30 people, and these are not people that, you know, you put a mirror in front of them and you're wondering, is there anything showing up? These are vibrant people. Thank you. I told you that ministry is going to blossom. 82% of our church body is involved in serving. You're getting close. You're getting close. Three people baptized. Here, for the first time ever in the history, 50 years of this church, three people got baptized. And I've got a list of people ready to get baptized for the next one already. So please, if you have not, if you've trusted the Lord as your, as your Savior, if you place your faith in Him, He expects you to follow in obedience of baptism. Come talk with me. Share with me. I'll share with you what is so unique and special about the obedience of the ordinance of baptism. And let's just continue to celebrate what God is doing through people. So that's just, kinda, that's just a small picture of some things that happened this year. We sent Shelby Parkinson to the mission field. She's gone again. That girl can't stay home. She just left for Montana this morning. That's where the Parkinson's are today. So they get a pass, right? You you have to be in church unless you're sending your child out to the mission field. That's our rule here. All right. what's next? The Arabic. That says Ick, right? I looked into the lights and now it says Arabi to me. Okay, Arabic church grew into the sanctuary approximately 60 people. I'm kind of guessing, Sinet, am I could be more. Friday nights. Uh, How many years did you meet in that fireside room? 30 years in the fireside room. They outgrew the fireside room this past year and they're in here now. They have a whole worship team. God's doing things. God's doing things. We had our second annual men's retreat. Now why is this important? Because to get men to go do something new and unique, You can, you know, slather it up with free tri-tip. We did that. We actually gave away a slab of tri-tip to get guys to go, right? You can get them there once, but if it's not good, you'll not get them there twice. And so we had one more than the previous year go. I expect to see 25 guys go to men's retreat this year. Men, can I get a -ah? (laughs) hoo-ah? Thank you. Way to make up for it, Gary. We had two women's, because women are so competitive, since the men started having, they had two women's retreats, and uh, those were life-changing as well. Awana was put on hiatus. Thank you. It's very interactive here this morning. Yes, Awana was put on hiatus. Why? Because when we started Awana, we said this, we will never become an Awana ministry that is a drop-off babysitting ministry for the churches of our community. It was never designed to be that. It was designed to be an outreach tool to neighborhood kids in need in in the streets of Chicago. That's what it was meant, yes, Chicago. I know it's shocking, isn't it, Camilla? See? See how she responds to Awana? So won't you be a leader so Camilla can have Jesus in her life? That's how, we, that's how we do things here. We painted in Awana Square the very year that we put Awana on hiatus. We had to take a break because we didn't... Our children's ministries is blowing up. We have, have I think, 32 people working on Sunday mornings in rotation. And so we didn't have enough people to run our Awana program and do it well. Do it with excellence. And 80% of our Awana kids were from other churches. And the parents weren't helping out. That is one of the surefire ways, folks. I've been in in four churches that had Awana programs. That's one of the surefire ways to destroy your Awana program and exhaust your people. Is that you are giving yourself to other ministries in the valley. We, We love other churches. And if those folks want to join and help lead their own children and other children, that's great. We could have survived, but we got no response on that. Awana, listen to me, Awana will come back in the fall. And we're going to grow it, and we're going to grow the, the, the ministry, and it's going to come on the tail end of lifetime, and it's going to be exciting. So, Sunday Children's has grown by 80% this year. Fantastic. Have you enjoyed having these kids in with us? I have two. I have two. But they got to go back next week. I'm, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> they got to go back next week. We had guest speakers this past year. We had John Carlson, Brad Dacus, Brother Andrew, Steve Deal, Jim Jessup, and Neil Brower. And I think a couple others I, I couldn't necessarily remember. All of which I got great reports on. And hopefully you can kind of resonate with some of those names. So those were some things that happened within our church. So what happened financially? Our budget income was $294,000. Wow. That's huge. Guess what came in? $295,000. I'm pretty sure about that number based off of what I was told in passing last week. But I was told by the counters that we, we just tipped over the budget income. Whoever projected that income, they've got a good prayer life. They've got an excellent prayer life. On top of that, we paid for a sport court on time and on budget, $65,000. Unbelievable. I'm going to pause to show you it's not about the numbers. I was gone on sabbatical June and July, and those were the most intricate moments to make this sport court project go through. So I placed the trust of this whole project that we've been working on for 14 months into the church and the leaders here and they ran with it. And I came back July 31st, one day early because I love you so much. And I remember sitting out on the deck, it was the day to make the decision and we were s- just 7500 to 8000 short. And we had money in our enterprise fund that we could have tapped, but we're sitting out there and we had let the church know this is the last Sunday if we get the money, we move on it. If not, We lose our window. The sport court doesn't get built until next June. And that's okay. I mean, the world isn't going to fall apart. Heaven isn't going to fall apart if that doesn't happen. But we had really prayed that God would be in this. And I'll never forget sitting out on the deck and sitting with the deacons. And the deacons had committed X amount of dollars out of that enterprise fund to go towards the sport court. The rest came through your donations. And that still left us 7000 short. And so our deacons were sitting there saying, we have the money, but we prayed about it. And we just don't feel like we're supposed to go past this amount that we designated. We're just not at peace. And I sat there praying. and said, Lord, is this going to fall apart in front of our noses? And I'll never forget, Hanny walked up and said, we received $6,000 today for the sport court. One check for 5000 I knew that 1200 came in through someone else. That roughly left us with about $1,500 short. And I just started laughing. And I turned to the deacons and I said, what do we do? Everything we try to do that's on a, a major scale here, we want to see God's hand in. We want there to be a God story. That's why I'm taking time to share this with you. And so the deacons looked at each other, and we all conferred, and we said, let's step in faith. We're not going to commit any more money out of the Enterprise Fund. We're 1500 short. We believe God has spoken. It is miraculous that we've raised this amount of money on top of our general giving, on top of lifetime." That we've raised this amount of money. We believe God has spoken. We don't have all the answers, but we believe God has spoken. So we were 1500 short. Scott Parkinson walks the tread back here with the contractor. And we had put in a cement footing across the entire back of the property or back of the building that was unnecessary. There was a savings of $1,800. Just scratched off. So when you look at your bottom number and you're saying, God, I want to be faithful to the decision you've asked us to do and handle this with responsibility. Understand there's other ways that God can make the end result happen. Right? Did that inspire you? That's why we told that story. It's not about the numbers. It's about God in the numbers. What else? Lifetime operational expense was 38000 stinking dollars. I looked at that number when it was projected and I said, we need to start thinking about not doing this. My faith, I saw the waves. I saw the waves. And for a moment I was there and Becky pulled me back in. She said, get on your knees, start praying. She didn't say that, but Holy Spirit said that. And so we moved forward. We came out of Lifetime 3,000 to the plus. More families. And I'll get to the slide in a minute. We supported 12 employees through Lifetime. We only used 2,700 of budgeted monies. (laughs) Out of 7,500, we only used 2,700. We gave in faith approximately 15,000 from the church. We ended with 3,000 plus at the end of camp. We had property improvements north of $25,000 this year that happened because of good management of what God has given here. We had a Jubilee celebration that was on budget. We, ne- we didn't overspend by a dollar. The Lord allowed us to do this huge celebration for the 50th. And look at what the Lord did. Incredible. And I want to say real quickly thank you to Lynn, to Patricia, to Julie Bardenhagen, and to Deanna. That was our team that put together the whole Jubilee. And they did a fantastic job with it. So what else was old? Lifetime Summer Day Camp. Over 75 students enrolled this summer. Um, We had four campers that came and they made a step of faith to follow Christ. We have four new families from Lifetime. We have life-changing testimonies from people in our community that many of you have heard over this past year. What else? You have supported two full-time staff members. Pastor Jeremy and his family, and to that I say, yay! (laughs) And you supported Stephen Morgan and his family. Folks, a church of 150 adults should not be paying for two full-time pastors. It it breaks all the demographics. What else did you do? You supported a a part-time children's director. Incredible. But what has to happen that's new? Rihanna, our financial chairman, will tell you that our resources went like this. You think about all the money we just talked about, our resources went... And we ate into it because we, we projected it a deficit budget. But we said if we were going to bring on a children's director, we would have to grow. We've grown, but we've also had some attrition. So as we move forward, my friends, we've got to be committed in this, in this new year to growing so that we can keep people... And not have to say goodbye to them. Okay? So you supported Becky Morgan as that new children's part-time children's director. You supported part-time office staff, Lynn Redlick and Christy Wagner. And you supported Pastor Jeremy's family on sabbatical. Yay! Again. So all of this happening and Pastor Jeremy goes on a sabbatical. This is crazy. But that's a statement to your faith. It's a statement to your faith. So here was our verse. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do you think we accomplished this? I would look at just the the small amount of what I shared with you and say yes. Folks, this is all just the collective whole of what's happened. This has nothing to do with all the things you're doing personally. And how you're sharing Christ, and how you grew in Christ this past year. Let me just share with you something that I admire deeply. One of the one of the and, and he'll shudder at he'll shudder at me saying this, but he's so humble he won't do anything about it. So I'll, I'll go ahead. But Brad Walter is one of the strongest spiritual leaders in our church, and a, and a deep friend and someone we lean on for church leadership. He had to pull back this year because he was taking care of his mother. And Brad and Nancy brought Lou into into their home and took care... What What is your responsibility biblically? He who does not take care of his family is worse than what? An unbeliever. So Brad had to make a courageous choice to sacrifice that which he really is good at, which he loves, And he's available in the wings if we need something and he's still helping with youth group. But he said, I've got to take care of my mom. And and he and Nancy have sacrificially helped our church over and over and over while going through some really challenging times. But setting an example for us as to what it means to truly be that light. If we're not that light to our own family, then what's the point? So a lot of what you're seeing up here is our collective whole. But there's stories like Brad and Nancy all around us in this room today. And, and you know those. We'll share those during lunch. Okay? That's what you're going to share. That's what you're going to bring. Nine people came to a relationship with Jesus Christ as a result of our prayer and commitment to let our light shine. The glory is to God. There you go. That's, that's what our vision was this year. How many of you focus on this one light and don't see the nine lit? Right? There's something that can be done about that. Now, my question to you today is today was it. This was what we were shooting for. And praise God, look at the results. Those lights represent people who, through this church, this ministry, through the power of Jesus Christ, came into relationship with Jesus Christ for eternity. That's fantastic. My question is: Do we get rid of the lights because we're done with the theme? Do we start over? So turn them all off for next Sunday, and we start over. Is what you're telling me? (laughs) All right. I'll tell you what: We fill in that last light, then we start over. What's that? Add (laughs) Add more. Add more. Yes, brother. We we would we would invest in that. CBC Mission Statement. So here's the new. So, how did we do last year? I think the Lord is pleased. Ultimately, that's what this is all about, brothers and sisters. Is the Lord pleased with Concord Bible Church? I believe the Lord is pleased. The thing that's most important is that the lost come to know Christ. The next thing is that we're growing in our love and service to Jesus Christ. And that we're growing in our understanding of the Word and the power of the Spirit and that we're loving one another and that we're serving. I see those things happening here at CBC. If you are feeling disjointed here and you're saying, Pastor, I don't really get that. you got to talk to me. you got to let me know. There's so many people who suffer in silence and we don't want that here. We want to get you tied in. But you got to help us out too. You've got to join a life group. You've got to get involved in a study. You've got to get involved in some service projects. You've got to get involved with people and give to them as well. This is our mission. This is new. Our mission as ambassadors of Jesus Christ is to shine His light by lovingly serving His church, our community, and the nations for the glory of God. Jesus talked about the lepers. Uh, uh, Janine talked about the story where Jesus... Spoke about the lepers. Today, we want to be the leper that gives praise. God is continually blessing, continually blessing. What do we do with that blessing? Do we give recognition? Do we praise? Or do we just take and go on our way? Today, we pause to give praise because this is what is appropriate. Amen? And we'll do so at lunch. This is where you get to share. And we'll continually share stories of what God has done in, through, and around us. So our vision is that we're a picture of a church, or that we want to picture a church that is relevant in heaven, earth, and hell. Because people of all ages, cultures, and position are transformed and unified through the Gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to put this on t-shirts. We're going to have it on everything around here. So let's see, what do we do with that as we finish up today? We have a reputation in heaven, earth, and hell. That, in essence, is how we wrap up our vision. We will be a church that has a reputation in heaven, earth, and hell. How do we do that? Well, we broke out a little strategic planning within our church. Number one, we're going to be people of prayer rooted in the promises and authority of Jesus Christ. These lights happen because of prayer. They happen because of prayer. Many of you throughout the year asked for prayer for certain things and we saw answers to prayer. Jesus didn't necessarily instruct the disciples on how to read the Scriptures that we can see in Scripture, but Jesus continually instructed them in what? In prayer. You want to exercise your demons, what did Jesus say? This requires prayer. The power of prayer is where we will start, and that's how we will be a relevant church, is through the power of prayer. We will be a people of leadership committed to develop our next generation. I'm going to say this one last time right here. You want to talk about prayer? I was praying that people were listening when I announced four weeks ago that every fifth Sunday here at CBC... Now this is our strategic plan. This is new. How do we put feet to this? How do we put teeth to this? We announced four weeks ago that every fifth Sunday if you're over the age of 40, 40 and above, you do nothing. You come and you worship. That's all you're doing. Get involved in worshiping God and let the Spirit lead you. But your ministry, your act of service, you're just stepping away. Nothing will happen here that Sunday, the last Sunday of January, is it. The clock is ticking. Nothing will happen here unless... Those under the age of 40 step into those roles. So one of the first things that needs to happen is somebody under the age of 40 needs to be thinking, oh, that means we should start planning now. (laughs) Leadership, right? Leadership. Let me just tell you, through the first point of our vision, prayer, I've already had a young man come to me and say, I would like to share from the Word of God. That's fantastic. But can I just share with you? So far there was no music. <laughs> There's no media. There's no children's. There's no anything else. So we are committed to doing this also. The reason we need to have this conversation now is because those who are serving those capacities, guess what? You're going to train those people on how to do what needs to be done. We don't want to be foolish about this. So, start having the conversation now. Because we're going to live out our vision. It's going to be measurable. Next, we're going to be people of biblical authority dedicated to God's will and righteousness. We will be people that measure what we preach and how we live according to the Word of God. Amen? Not your interpretation. Not my interpretation. Not a variable interpretation. Not the common interpretation of society. Not what's easy. Not what's convenient. But what Jesus has given us For what is good and acceptable and profitable for everything under heaven and earth. Amen? That's who we will be. And it will happen from the pulpit. It will happen in Bible studies. It will happen in children's. It will happen in youth. It will happen in men's groups. It will happen in women's groups. It will happen in life groups. It will happen in Awana. It will happen in your homes, at your businesses, at your work, in your private devotions. It'll happen through Right Now Ministries. It'll happen in our new counseling program. And on and on. People of Compassion determined to set the captives free, free through wise counsel. Yes, I just teased this point. We are going to start a counseling program here at Concord Bible Church. I'm heading down to a conference in Santa Clarita by a church that has... Um, an incredible counseling program. If you want to go to that conference with me, you let me know. We'll book you. Alright? And we'll go down as a group and that'll be our first start towards doing this. If you want to be invested in this, we have torn apart our, for, our former Student Ministries and Children's office. Those offices are moving and that is changing into a counseling center and prayer room for after service and before service and during the week. I've got two gallons of paint. We can't have anybody meet in there until we finish that room. That that room can't get finished until it gets painted. So, if you're invested in this, come let us know if you'd like to come paint and pray while you paint over the people that will be counseled in that room. All right. So we're looking looking forward to that. What else? People of diverse languages worshiping together and serving one another. What's that going to look like under this new scope? My passion is that we have three unified church bodies as one on this campus fall 2017. That our Arabic church is able to uh, uh, be blessed with a, a shepherd. And that that church blossoms into the single, as I understand, the single evangelical Arabic church in all of the East Bay. As a matter of fact, if you go onto Concord Bible Church uh, Facebook, you'll see Concord Bible Arabic Church. They have their own Facebook page now. We would like to see another group because of the property God's blessed us with because we could do it, whether it's maybe a Korean church, a Chinese church, a Hispanic church, whatever it would be. But then coming together as a complete group on certain occasions to move forward the Gospel of Jesus Christ. People of love serving a hurting community and world in faith and creativity. We will desire to continue to reach out to our community. And I'll show you a point of this coming up in all aspects of what we do here at CBC. One of the number one ways you can do this is through our, what, plus one focus. We have the bracelets sitting out in the, in the foyer. You can grab up one of those. And the whole thought process is this. You, through prayer, ask the Lord to show you someone who's desperately in need of Jesus Christ. And you just start praying. And there are people in your community circle. And that's your plus one. And you're going to reach out to those people. And when the Lord says the time is right, you invite them to church and you hand them that wristband. And you say, you're my personal... personal um, invite and when you come Sunday you turn in this wristband and we're going to have something for you and you're my guest and that's one of the best ways that we want to love on people here at CBC just one way just one way people of praise continually celebrating the inspiring hand of God at work you're going to have opportunity to do that today during our lunchtime our lunchtime break but we had, we've had so much praise that's been happening as far as what God has been doing here at CBC in the lives of people. There's much that needs to be done. Don't get me wrong. There's many needs. But folks, we have to give praise like the one leper. Amen? We have to give praise because when you have that focus, it, it taints everything else. It taints your approach and focus on the Lord. We want to be a people of light and life who use their resources for the kingdom. We're taking radical steps to move forward in this. What does that look like? Well, what's new for 2017? Preparing for our new staff. My wife is going to fill in until May, June for for children's ministries. At that time, we plan on hiring a children's director um, that will be trained by her in lifetime. And then she's going to bow out in August. So we're going to have somebody new. We're for, we've already formed a search committee for our new student ministries director and we're going forward with that. And, and we're rotating people through on worship. So we need to be praying about whoever is coming to be part of the church leadership here. That's going to be new. What else? New visibility on the boulevard. How many of you have had somebody or, or you've, you've made a statement to somebody about the front of this church and how different it looks since that fence came down? I actually had somebody who was vehemently opposed to that fence coming down talk with me and they said, I was driving by with my dad and my dad said, oh my goodness, it looks so much better. Why did that not happen years ago? And my friend said, yeah, you're right, <laughs> but I still don't want the fence down. And then it happened again two days later for the same guy. He was with somebody else. I said, Oh my goodness, it looks so much more welcoming and inviting. What? It, yeah, you're right. But I still don't... Sometimes we just don't like new things. New lights turning on. I predicted that you would say yes. So we're going to turn on new lights this year. L.E.D.s, <laughs> LEDs yes. New discipleship relationships. Folks... I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if discipleship was our theme, how many of you entered into a discipleship relationship this year with someone? I'm going to ask you not to raise your hands, but that's fantastic. We need to get better at this. We need to get better at this. And so that starts this week. I'm going to be calling out, I have three ladies that need discipled right now. They want to be discipled. And I shouldn't be going to the same people that disciple people all the time and adding to their list. There's got to be new ladies stepping up to disciple. All right? New counseling center. New multi ethnic church by fall 2017. New fifth Sunday format. New vision and strategic plan for our property and our church. What does this look like? Let me show you. This is what your sport court looks like at night. I chose this picture on purpose because we have this idea of light. We have this theme of light. What did we say? We wanted to be light and life to our church and our community and the nations. So who is that? The Lord has blessed us with this relationship with AYSO, one of the biggest sports organizations in our entire community. And I started praying about it. Lord, we have them meeting here, but I have no connection with them anymore. What can we do to connect up? And He's laid it on my heart to get more involved. The second I started praying on that level, they started contacting me more and more and more. Folks, I put in a permit not to get the light because it was going to take too long and it was going to cost too much money. I'm ashamed to tell you that. Let me tell you something. Two times a week right now, We have over 60 people from our community on our property that never knew Concord Bible Church was here. And one of the reasons is they can't find a place of light in the community to practice. And they go on and on and on about how fantastic this is. You are relevant in the community and you didn't even know it. And now we have a platform we have a place to engage with our community. They're coming here. Do you know how many books out there say you'll never succeed at that? you got to go out into the, Yes, we have to go out in the community. But I disagree and I have always disagreed that you'll never get the community to come to you. We have a unique place here. A facility of light and life. And the community coming to us. And so we're going to pray that we make a difference. That the Lord gives us opportunity to make a difference and to reach out to the people that are coming here this year, and that the lights turn on. Amen? Amen. State of the church. What's new? We've cast some vision. It's exciting. But I have to share with you, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty good. And I'm blessed to be your pastor, and it was a tremendous 2016. A tremendous 2016. So in closing this morning, let me pray, and we'll dismiss... And thank you, kids. You hung in there really well. Really well. The state of the church is always a, a longer thing. And, um, and so you, you guys will be back in your classes next week. So right after this, we're going to break down this side of the room and set up tables. And we have, I don't know how much chili we have, but we have a lot of chili. A lot of food. And we're going to share, you're going to see some videos that we had um, from the president of the EFCA addressing us as a church for our 50th celebration and some other things from Conquer bible church people around the world that sent us messages we're going to focus on that and celebrate that and uh, then we're going to hear from the church body about praising god for what he has done being the one leper that gives the praise to him and uh, and do that all over some food so if you brought your gifts today thank you so much we actually vote next week on our budget I cannot thank you enough for participating in worship through giving. That's part of what, what is, is an act of love, an extension of love back to God. That's how we treat that here at Concord Bible Church. Let me just share with you as well, part of what happened here, completely off of what I showed you, was through our deacons fund, we provided for people to the tune of over $14,000 this year, straight out of our deacons fund to help people in need. That's a huge praise. Another thing to say thank You, Lord, through this community and through this body. So thank You. I'll pray over Your gift this morning. If you're visiting with us, please fill out a card and please stay. Have Chili with us. Fellowship. And you can drop that in the box on the right. Our gifts and offerings go on the box on the left. And um, we look forward to seeing you next week. Enjoy your New Year's. And what a great time to celebrate together today. And... There are several people in this room who are with child, which is another praise. So good thing we redid that nursery. I'll let you figure it out during the luncheon. All right? That's the great mystery. You can figure it out. All right, they're probably the people eating ice cream, if we have any. Let me pray. Father, thank you for a blessed time of reflection and of praise. Thank you for the work that you did through Concord Bible Church this past year. Thank you for this community that loves you and loves one another. We pray for this upcoming year I consecrate it in the name of Jesus Christ and ask that you work powerfully again and make us into the church that you desire us to be. Give us the wisdom and insight and compassion to reach to our church family first and then to the community, and then to the nations. Thank You, Lord, that we are a relevant church in heaven, earth, and hell. Use our gifts this morning to Your glory. Use them to forward the purpose of the Gospel that others may come to know You and experience eternal life. To You be the glory, Father. Amen.